Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you. Help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Title of today's message is Stress-Free Holidays. I wonder how many of you wish you had a little less stress in your life, a little less stress in your holidays. If you're not raising your hand, I need to start hanging out with you and figure out what you're doing. I was looking online, WebMD lists off the top 10 causes of stress. Number one is the death of a loved one. Number two, divorce. Number three, loss of a job. Number four, increased financial obligation. Number five, getting married. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Number six, moving into a new home, which is normally what you do after you get married. <laughs> Number seven, chronic illness or injury. Number eight, emotional problems. Nine, taking care of elderly or sick parents. And 10, traumatic events. I read that list and I remember just kind of being shocked because I think I've experienced like three to five of them at the same time. I'm going, no wonder I feel stressed out. Uh, but I say that and I know there's some of you in here going, three to five of them, I'm, I'm dealing with all 10 of those right now at the same time. Like, I think we could all talk about how stressful our lives can be. Every one of us experience stress, but here we are entering the holiday season and with the holidays comes its own level of stress and it's got its own bag of stresses that come in because now we've got in-laws coming to town and we've got uh, children's events at school and we've got in-laws coming to town and uh, then there's office parties and, and our in-laws are coming to town and then, and then we, have, uh, we have to cook the turkey for our in-laws in-laws that are coming to town. So I thought about naming this turkey and stressing, right? But no, it's, you're, you're much too sophisticated for such a title. So uh, we're, we're just going to talk about having stress-free holidays because the truth of a lot of our stresses is some of our stresses, it's just life. It's just life. In fact, Jane Wagner writes, reality is the leading cause of stress for those in touch with it. Some of you might get that later. It's probably, probably not the uh, best outlook on life, that to be in touch with reality, you're going to be stressed. In fact, we see there's a different outlook. Paul had a completely different outlook than that on life. In fact, um, Paul has been through more than you and I could even imagine. I dare say there, there's none of us in this room that have gone through quite the, the problems and the stressful events that Paul has gone through. And he was writing a letter to the Philippians. And, and many of you have heard this passage before. He's, he's chained to a Roman guard in prison while he penned, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. See, that doesn't sound to me. Yeah, that's good. That doesn't sound to me like a man who's gone through shipwreck and imprisonment and has been beaten and is starving and is poor. He's saying, I'm, I'm content. I'm content. You know, if we look at Paul and we can see that Paul can manage his stress levels to the point to where he could go through all of that 
and be doing so well, what that means is good news for you and I. Is it means that you and I can learn to manage our stress levels the same way. So today, I, I really hope that we can uh, dive into this, and I hope we can leave with some practical ways that you and I can have a stress-free holiday. So in fact, uh, elbow your neighbor and tell them the holidays are here. Now tell them, but you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for your love. We're so thankful for the fact that you lead us and guide us. And I pray right now that you would be with us. And by the end of the service, I pray that we would walk out of here a little bit lighter, a little, little bit less stress on our life, and that, God, we'd be able to walk out these principles that we look out today. Uh, so please help us today, God. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, as a pastor slash public speaker, I've heard it said many different times that you've got to be very careful to uh, not use personal illustrations about your life that are too early, too soon. And I think that comes from a fear sometimes about being transparent and, and maybe failing in front of people. And, but really, I wanted to share with you that this is a struggle, this stress issue. It's a struggle that I've been dealing with. In fact, just about two years ago, I remember a day where I was looking at what had been taking place in my life. There was a lot of different changes that were taking place. And, you know, uh, my, my work responsibilities have changed. Well, Amelie and I, our life was so hectic where we were realizing we were getting up and dropping the girls off at school and then going to work. And in the middle of our uh, work day, we were having to try to figure out who was going to go pick the girls up from school today to, to get them home so the other one could work. And then we'd shuffle back to who's going to get them to dance and, and all these different obligations so we could finally get our girls home late in the evening to give them a late dinner so that they could go to bed late to get up early the next morning and do the whole thing again. And I remember just finding myself so stressed out and I called my father one day and, and, and I said, I need to come meet with you. And, and I went into my dad's study and I said, just, I don't know if you want to talk to me as your son, if you want to talk to me uh, as uh, you're the board member and I'm a pastor and like, just talk to me. I don't know. I, I am so stressed right now. And I remember he asked me, he said, when was the last time you like really took a look at your life and decided what were the things that were actually stressing you out? I'm like, I don't know, never. That's why I'm here right now, you know? That's why I'm so high strung all the time. And it was at that point that he read me a verse from, from the Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus. And just very simply, he says, look carefully then how you walk. Look carefully how you walk. When was the last time you took a close look at your life, an inventory of your life, and, and, and you were, were really deciding, what is it in your life that is causing stress? Are you really allowing God's word to get into you and to change you? Because the truth is, you can be a spectator at church. The extent of your walk with, with God can look like you come on a Sunday morning and you, you, for an hour you, you come into a service, but... But God shows us that this isn't supposed to just be an event on a Sunday. This is supposed to be a walk. And that means that your walk with God has got to invade your Monday and your Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday so that every day of your life is being changed. So I wonder when was the last time you took a look at your life and asked, you know, am I happy? Am I doing what God wants me to do? You know, am I living the type of life that's a sustainable life? I hear people all the time say, you know, I know I can't keep this up forever. Well, if you can't keep it up forever, then, then why don't we start today? 
Why don't we start by making a change in the way that we're walking today? He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. If you take a real look at your life, I think that we would all be able to identify those things in our lives that are causing us stress. But what I want to do before we leave today is I want to give you five very practical points that, that this is stuff you can take home and you can immediately start putting into place to relieve stress off your everyday life. Not just for the holiday season, but that we could be people who walk lighter throughout our lives. Is that something that you guys want? I tell you what, it's something I want for sure. It's something I want for sure. So here's five very practical points. Put them in your phone, write them down. Number one, to live a stress-free life. Five ways to have a stress-free holiday season. Number one, practice shrug therapy. Practice shrug therapy. What is shrug therapy? Shrug therapy is when you, you just throw your shoulders up and shrug it off because there's nothing I could do about it anyways. Well, I think one of the ways I've been successful in doing this is I can remember last summer, I went home to have lunch and I looked out my window and saw a very strange sight. I looked out my window and I saw a dog. That would be normal other than the fact that this was not my dog and he's in my backyard. So I'm thinking, what in the world has happened here? And I come close to the window and look out and an entire section of my fence had fallen over. And now I've got the neighbor's dogs hanging out in my backyard. And, and I looked at it, and for just a brief moment, I was thinking, like, oh, no, what am I going to do? And then I'm like, eh, <laughs> this problem will be here when I get home tonight. And I went back to work. <laughs> right? Now, don't get me wrong. By no means am I saying we should, like, shrug off our responsibilities. We all have responsibilities. We have things we're supposed to take care of. But there are so many things that in my life I have lost sleep over things that are inconsequential. I've been freaking out about things that really were outside of my control. I, I had no way to fix it anyways. In fact, I, I can remember just a couple years ago as well, it was in the middle of the night, I had to go down and look for something in our utility room, and when I opened the door, I recognized that there was water coming out from underneath our water heater. And immediately I panicked. I'm thinking, oh no, my water heater's got a leak. I mean, I don't know, I'm not a plumber. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen. The thing could blow up, right? I mean, it could flood our entire house. I'm, I'm freaking out now. 11 o'clock at night, I get on the phone and I start calling plumbers and finding out, you know, how much is it going to cost for you to come to my house after hours? And when they told me, I decided to go a completely different route, right? <laughs> so I opened up my computer. It's a true story. Midnight now. I've opened up my computer. I'm looking on YouTube, watching videos of how to repair your water heater. Think about this. Preacher boy in the middle of the night looking through his, his sharper image tool set to see if I got the tools to work on a hot water heater. And, and I'm, just, I'm just, I'm like, I don't even know what they're talking about. I don't even know how to, where, where would you buy that type of tool? Like, I'm freaking out right now, losing sleep. It's in the middle of the night. And then, and then finally, like, it dawns on me where I'm going, this water heater could have been leaking for the last six months. So this is the first time I've been in this room in a long time. I, I'm probably going to be fine right now to go back to bed. And I remember I got up the next morning and I, I called a plumber. And the plumber came to my house, fixed the problem, and left all within one hour. Like, what am I freaking out about? 
Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we're freaking out about, that we're stressing out about that's outside of our control. And we need to be people who are better at just like, ah, what are you going to do? Practice a little shrug therapy. Like some people say, it is what it is, you know? My wife borrows the words from Jay-Z when she says, you got to just dust your shoulders off, right? <laughs> I know she's a little white girl I married, but she can rap, right? <laughs> I wonder how many times um, our life would feel lighter and feel better if we learned to just take the things that are outside our control and, eh, what are you going to do about it? There's those of us in this room that we're stressing out about things that are in someone else's decisions. You're watching a loved one make decisions, and, and you're spending more time worrying about their decisions than they're spending worrying about their decisions. It's so easy to try to pick up things that are completely outside of our control, and I'm not saying by practicing shrug therapy that we're, we just don't care. No, what we're doing is we're casting our cares. That's what 1 Peter 5, 7 says. Cast them. It, when we say, ah, there's nothing I can do about it. This is in God's hands. I'm going to let him handle it. Because there's a lot of things that you and I are going to face in life that God might be waiting for you to recognize that you're not in control and let go of it so he can then start to work in that situation. So... Number one, if you want to have holidays that are a little more free from stress, you got to practice shrug therapy. Number two, stay in your comfort zone. Stay in your comfort zone. See, that doesn't mean that we're never going to do anything difficult. In fact, growth happens when you're outside of your comfort zone. But what I'm talking about in, in the general picture is it applies to stress that we need to stay in our comfort zones. Let me, let me say it this way. You got to recognize your limits and you got to respect them. In other words, stop trying to do things that you're not gifted and skilled to do. Stop trying to be someone that you're not gifted and skilled to be. One of the main things that I've been able to do that has taken so much stress off of me is when I finally admitted to all of my friends, guys, I hate golf. As soon as I did that, like, I feel even lighter right now saying it, like, I know some of you, oh, that's blasphemy. Like you stone the man, right? <laughs> I was like, I, I finally had to admit because all of my friends, like they always wanted to go out to play golf and I hated golf. And they'd say, Danny, come play golf with me. And I feel the obligation because other businessmen in our town, they all play golf. So I got to go show up and play golf. And we're out there. And the problem with this, I'm incredibly competitive but I don't care enough to get good at the game. So I'm mad the whole time I'm out there. And now I'm doing the math of how many golf balls I lost and how much each of those golf balls cost. And, and my friends are making fun of me. And, and I'm at the end of this going, this is so stupid. I hate this. And they're like, all right, that was awesome, Dan. Same time next week. I'm like, fine, <laughs> right? So it, it brought so much off my shoulders when I finally decided to tell them, you know, I'm not going to try to be someone that I'm not. I don't like this game. I, like, you guys go golfing. I'm going fishing. That's like, I'm going to feel good about being beside a lake while you're out there yelling at your golf ball and yelling at each other. So I wonder how many of us, are you trying to be someone you're not? Are, are you living your life? And really this comes through the comparison game. It always does. It always comes through comparing yourself to other people, going, well, this is the way they live their life. I need to live my life that way, too. And we're stressing ourselves out because we're trying to be someone that we're not. That's why so many people get stressed out spending all their time on social media, on, on, on Pinterest, on Instagram. You're, you're comparing yourself to other people's lives, going, my life doesn't look anything like their life. 
Newsflash, their life doesn't look anything like their life. You're comparing your behind the scenes to their highlight reel. You're looking at the picture that their kids look so wonderful and perfect in their Christmas card. And it's like, it's so amazing. My family never looks like that. What you don't know is that the mom was cussing at the kids. The kids are biting each other. They're freaking out. They finally bribe them with candy. Just take one picture. They get the picture out there. You put it out in front. You're like, their family's perfect. (laughs) No. I mean, we could spend so much time looking at things online and, and comparing and getting so stressed out trying to be someone or not. And like, like, are you looking online going, I, I just, I need to be better at, at the way I present meals and the way I entertain at my house. I mean, look at this picture. Someone put a beautiful salad and it's decorated in a mason jar. Who has time to put a salad in a mason jar, people? Like seriously, who are you comparing yourself to? What kind of weirdo sits around with a camera and a salad in a mason jar? Like, we are comparing ourselves to, to things that aren't even realistic. I mean, I wonder, are you, are you living in your comfort zone? Are you trying to be who God created you to be? One of the areas where we need to really focus on living in our comfort zone is when it comes to the area of finances. This time of year especially. There's so much pressure for us to get another credit card, to just charge this. I mean, we want our kids to have a great Christmas, so we're going to just put this on and that on. And then we start the new year off in more debt than we've been in before, and we're just so much more stressed. See, if you want to have stress-free holiday, number one, you've got to practice drug therapy. Number two, stay in your comfort zone. And then number three, eliminate everything from your schedule that's not bearing good fruit. Eliminate everything, I think you could also put everything and everyone from your schedule that's not bearing good fruit. See, this is going to take a little bit of time to identify. You could sit here and go, yeah, I need, I need to work on my schedule and make sure I'm not wasting time. But man, it's, it's kind of hard work to open up your schedule and to get honest and go, well, this really isn't adding anything to my life. It's not helping me. I remember when we finally had to put an end to some of the staff meetings that were taking place on our staff because there was a period of time where I felt like all I ever did when I was at work was I'd have meetings. We'd get together, we'd start our day off with a meeting, and then we'd go into the next meeting where we talk about what we're going to do that day. And then the next meeting would be like who we're going to do that with. And like we, we'd just meet all day long till we finally end the day with a meeting where we summed up the fact that we had meetings all day. And then I would go home and I would have to do the work that I wasn't able to get done at the office because I was in meetings all day. And I remember just going... <laughs> Something has got to change. Something like this is not bearing fruit. It's not causing me to be more productive with my time. It's stressing me out. Now, I, I know there's some of you right now that are going, I can't do anything with my work schedule. I have no say over my work schedule. Well, where are the areas of your life where you do have say over? Are, are, are there things that are taking place in your life that are consuming so much of your time and not bearing any fruit? Uh, are there people in your life that consume so much of your time and, and they're not bearing fruit? All you get from it is more, uh, more obligation, more negativity, more guilt. Like, do we have commitments to, to things that really are just inconsequential? Like to HOA boards where you just argue about who parked what where and is someone going to paint their house? And I, I mean, there's so many things we can get involved with that add a lot of stress to us and add nothing else. So, number one, 
We gotta practice drug therapy. Number two, stay in your comfort zone. Number three, eliminate everything and everyone from your schedule that's not bearing good fruit. And then number four, oh yeah, number four. Number four, look at your neighbor and tell them you're not gonna like number four. <laughs> exercise is number four. Yep, exercise is one of the very best things you can do to relieve stress. Number five. <laughs> Just kidding. When you exercise, there's so many benefits. You've heard it before. I, I mean, the, the feel-good endorphin, uh, 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 hormone endorphin is released. Uh, you sleep better. You know, toxins are sweated out. There's so many good things. And, and I can tell you, it's been something I've been practicing is after a stressful day to go home and go for a run, you know? I know what some of you are thinking. Looks like you don't have very many stressful days because you don't go on very many runs. I know. Take it easy, okay? Take it easy. But honestly, it's, it's proven, it's, it's factual that when we take care of ourselves physically, it really does relieve stress. Then number five, take time to relax and do the things you enjoy. Take time to relax and do the things you enjoy. You know, your God loves you so much, and he didn't create you to just be a robot and a machine. He gave you passions. He gave you things that, that matter to you because he wants you to enjoy life with him. He, Jesus said, I came to give you life and life to the fullest. So we can't take our passions and the things we enjoy and just stuff them aside. That's not what God even created us for. We've got to take time for ourselves, little mini vacations throughout the day. I wonder how often you, do you just take 10 minutes and give yourself a break? 10 minutes and go drink some coffee if you like coffee. Go, go on a hike, go on a walk. If you, if you like golfing, go golfing, that's fine. I won't be there, but, but take some time for yourself. You, you might need to just make a decision. You know what, it, you, you should go ahead and spoil yourself with a pedicure every once in a while. You should go ahead and <laughs> the women are like, yes, praise Jesus, thank you. But you should take care of yourself. Are, are you taking the time to relax and do the things you enjoy? Are you taking a Sabbath? That, that term, just one day a week where you're spending the entire day refueling and resting and not doing all the stuff you don't want to do and all, and all the, your chores and stuff like that, but taking a day to rest. The Bible says that God gave us the Sabbath, the commandment of a Sabbath, as a gift to us. It's not like God's in, in heaven saying, I'm going to make their lives more stressful and make them sit down. on it. No, it's like, I want to make their lives less stressful, so I want them to practice resting. That's the type of love that we see from our God. And I wonder, are you taking vacations? Are, are you taking breaks? Are you putting things on the calendar that you have to look forward to? Uh, Pastor Bill Heibel says that this is the pattern we need to be in. We need to relax daily. We need to refuel weekly. And we need to retreat annually. One of the ways that Amelie and I try to do this and try to practice this is that when we have our time off, our day off, we turn our phones off <laughs> because all these problems, all these questions, they'll be here tomorrow. So <laughs> not everyone has to be able to get a hold of you every day. You realize that you don't have to check your email every day. You, you, you don't have to get online and check out social media every day to just disconnect from that and give yourself a little bit of a break. So Paul says this, he says, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need, 
and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Paul is saying the secret is not, uh, not being stressful and stressed out in life is to learn to lean into Jesus, to learn that it's all about him. Because Jesus' words to us in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 are, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is one of those messages that you could just take and go, that's neat, I need to go home and be less stressed out. But it's my prayer for everyone in this room that we would apply these principles because God doesn't want you to live stressed out. He doesn't want you to live full of anxiety and burdened. His, his plan for you is to take his yoke, which is light. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your love. And we recognize entering a season right now that's gonna be a little more busy I know there's a lot of obligations, there's a lot of things that we've got to deal with. We pray that we would be the type of people who would apply these principles and we'd learn to just um, dust our shoulders off, God, and, and to lean into you. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us. Help your kids leave here lighter. God, help us not to walk the floor at night, not to lose sleep over things that are really outside of our control. So God, I love you so much, and, and I just thank you for this opportunity to speak. I pray every person in this room would be blessed as we leave here. And it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. I love you, church. Have a wonderful and a stress-free week. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, Romans 10, 9. You can do that right now. I just wanna encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on a cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week.